It's Katie here. I um, just want to welcome you to this special podcast that is part of a series celebrating the British Society of Sports History's 40th anniversary. Uh, throughout this series, we'll be talking to various members uh, from those who've been there since the very beginning, uh, those that have played important roles in the society, uh, and those who've led changes. And today we're joined by Dr. Neil Carter from the International Centre for Sports History and Culture at Montfort University. Uh, thanks for joining us, Neil. Hi, hi, Katie. Um, so let's start kind of, I guess, with the, the background. You know, how did you get into sports history in the first place? What, what brought you in that kind of direction in what you were doing? Well, uh, I suppose I've always had a, a kind of history uh, interest in uh, the, the history of sport. Um, really, like, like many people, I was interested in sport, but I, I, I also was um, interested in, 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 in how it developed from, from, a, from an early age. I mean, I mean, it goes back to primary school in, in yeah. summary. I had a teacher who, who used to talk to me, regale me with stories about cricket, um, um, especially about um, the Australians, and taught me about body line. And so I, I, was, I was, you know, I got interested in, I suppose, in that way. And um, um, so I developed that interest um, I mean, when I was at school. And, and when I went to university, I did a history degree at... Um, the Polytechnic of North London, as it was then, and I did a my final year dissertation was a was a was a was on football on a on a history on the history of Middlesbrough its early years, um, and then a few years later I went to Warwick and did a MA in in sport politics and society, and um, again I did my dissertation on. on <laughs> on Middlesbrough um, <laughs> FC, and um, and from there I, I went on to do the PhD um, um, on on from about ninety seven to two thousand two on the history of the football manager, uh, for which uh, fortunately got um, ESRC funding for, um, and and then then a few years later I, I was um, lucky to. Um, be um, become a research fellow um, uh, at, at De Montford, um, a, a Wellcome Trust um, research fellow um, for the um, project on the history of sports medicine. Um, so along with that interest, um, like like many other people, I I, I, I was I, I've been very lucky um, to get to this point. Yeah, no, and it's I I kind of remember being surrounded a little bit with a bit of sports history. Uh, from a young age my my grandfather used to uh, regale me with stories about how he went to I think he was at university with Ken Aston who was mm -hmm. the famous kind of football referee um, so I was always kind of told those sorts of stories um, and then yeah I guess like you it's uh, I remember first coming across it when I was doing I think probably GCSE and A-level sports studies and things like that and just being fascinated by it and there's nothing wrong with sticking to a to a topic for a while it's, it's served me well through my master's and my PhD so uh that's yeah, uh well my, my dad i should have mentioned my dad was also a professional boxer so i mean so he used to tell us a few stories about about the the boxing business um mm. which he, he was a bit cynical of to, to be honest <laughs> uh, right and rightly so since I, I, I've, I've discovered um so I, you know I, I had that kind of background and, and and the village i came from was was um and school I went to the primary school. I mean, it, it had a number of professional footballers who 
who went there. So um, people like George Hardwick and who was England captain and Bobby Smith, who played for Spurs in their double winning team. So there was that, that was that kind of context in, in many ways in, in which I, I kind of grew up. Um, but no, what are years getting into it? I, I, I've, I've had a, a few slices of luck on the way, along the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things for me, you know, I've, I've taught sports history for a long time, but I wasn't, until I started my master's, I wasn't aware of the BSSH. So how did you kind of come across the BSSH? How did you, what kind of brought you there? How did you find out about it? Well, I mean, it was really to do with Tony Mason, who was my PhD supervisor. I think he was involved with the BSSH. Um, I mean, he'd been chair at one time and, um, and um, he just said to me, oh, yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be good for you if you joined. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. I remember yeah, Martin Polly saying the same thing to me. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good for you to um, for jo- for, uh, to join it. And I think I did in, a, I can't remember whether it was 98 or, or, or 97, I think probably 1998 is when I, when I, when I first joined. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it was like that really. I, I'm not sure if I was, uh, if I knew about it um, um, un, un, until then. Yeah, and what, I mean, what was it, what was the society like? when you first joined, I guess, in terms of like demographic, kind of what the focuses were in terms of research and generally what was going on in the, the society back then? Yes, well, I'm sure you can probably guess what the demographics <laughs> were like back in, um, back there. I mean, my first conference was in 99, which was at Eastbourne at the Chelsea School there for, for PE. And um, yeah, it, it was dominated by what you might say mature men um yes. i mean i'm thinking that, that you know how much mature were they because I, I i'm i'm probably now older than the, the majority of men who were there at the time but anyway um so um but, but i think actually looking back at that time and, and speaking to colleagues that things were things were starting to change a bit i, I mean um so, um, I mean, I mean, there were younger scholars there, people like Martin Johns and, and Matt Taylor, who who had already um, got their PhDs. Um, there were a few sociologists there, I, I seem to remember. Um, Dominic Malcolm was one of them, and then there were also a few uh, um, female scholars. Julie Anderson was the um, BSSH secretary. Um, that was another long running um, <laughs> um, um, thing in, in the basis that, 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 that any, any, any female attached to, to, to the committee was always the secretary. Um, yeah, funny anyway, enough, that, that, I, funny enough, I spoke with um, Carol and Fiona uh, a couple of days ago and they, they made a similar observation about the role of secretary. Yes, um, well, thankfully that, 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 that's, that changed anyway, but yeah. so there was Julie Dennison there. She was doing her PhD at De Montfort at, at, at the time. Um, but there was, I also I was thinking back. There were some other um, um, female scholars who gave papers there. There was I, Irene Reed um, and Lorna Jackson, um, who, who were based in Scotland. Um, so um, there was 
it was perhaps more diverse than I think. And and and, and Phil Bassley was there, um, who did a paper on Arthur Wharton, and the first black um, professional player, um, footballer, uh, and and and. And Ben Carrington might have been there. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't hold me to that. But he, he may have been. There. So it was, it was relatively diverse. But yeah, the, 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 the dominant group was, you know, um, white middle-aged men. So um, um, yeah, that, that, that's what it was like. And also, it was a bit of a. I felt it was a, a low-key event as well. Quite, quite, quite small. Um, um, I'm not sure whether it was to do with the, um, the venue, but I, I mean, um, there was, I think there's only a couple of parallel sessions that took place. So most of the, most of the conference took place in one room. Um, I, can't, I can't remember how many um, um, delegates were there. Um, it's typical, isn't it? Historians always complaining about other people <laughs> not keeping records, and then, then yeah. they, they, never, they never do it themselves. Yeah. Um, um, and the Aberdeer Prize, that was, um, um, I mean, Tony Mason was the, the committee, was it was for the Aberdeer Prize. It kind of reflected that the, the, you know, the, the low number of um, books that were published on sports history at the time. Mm -hmm. and, it's actually it came it came down to be a a, a, um, a runoff, as it were, between Tony Collins's great split and, and Martin Polly's uh, move the goalposts, and and, and 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 Tony Collins was was awarded the prize. So, so there was only two books considered. Um, um, yeah. So there was um, a. Um, so the first lecture was given by Jack Williams on the history of Speedway, and this was sponsored by Sports Pages. Not to remember Sports Pages. It was a, it was a kind of time a famous bookshop um, in, um, in in central London, just off Charing Cross Road. Um, oh yes, no, I, I do I do know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so 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 the the society was getting um, some um, you know. Um, so people were beginning to notice it. Um, the other thing I realised that people came from lots of different backgrounds academically, and and also there were people who were not from an academic background as well. Um, um, one one of the sort of people like Dave Terry and Frank Galligan, um, who were all kind of stalwarts of, of the of the. Um, of the organisation at the time, um, of, of, obviously Frank has got a, a PhD. Um, there, there was um, there was a Hugh Dan McClellan um, gave a paper. He was a TV commentator on Shinty, I think at the time. I'm not sure if he's still going, but um, he gave a paper. Um, and then we had a couple of international speakers. Uh, um, Joseph Arbina from Argentina um, was one. Um, seem to remember, and, and we had a another um, female academic from, from Australia whose 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 name um, um, completely um, escapes me. Um, so, um, and, and at the time, Grant Grant Jarvie was in the chair. So, 
that was that was that, that was the um, yeah, well, that was my overall initial impressions hmm. uh, and memories of, of the um, of, of the first conference I went to. Um, but I mean, even then, you got a sense, uh, and you, you still go today that the, the BSSH, it, it is the, despite, like I said, when we kind of maybe joke a bit about the um, the, the dominance of um, white middle-aged men. The, the 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 kind of atmosphere was still very collegial. I felt um, um, perhaps extended from being a small organisation and um, and that you know sports history is, is a, a niche subject. So I mean that collegiality I think has been um, one of the um, you know characteristics of, of the BSSH um, but since I've been in it anyway. Yeah, um, I'd I'd agree. I, I love that kind of. Um like that community feeling that you get from the organization that was there you know even from my first conference which was in the one in Swansea mm. um it's always kind of had that feeling uh and it's just yeah from my point of view my first conference it was just nice to find that there were people with similar interests that you know before kind of liking sports history it always felt like a bit of an oddity and then I found, found these people who um had the same sort of interest and it was it was amazing it was it was great um so obviously kind of from from starting and, and you know, going to your first conference, you end up as editor of the journal. Kind of, how how did you kind of get involved in those sorts of things? That kind of being involved with the organisational side of BSSH, I suppose. Well, yeah, so this goes back to it was like you know, in many ways, becoming a, the the editor of the journal, um, and we kind of, in some ways, we got subsequently criticised for this. Um, it was a bit like, you know, how they used to choose the leader of the Conservative Party, it was the kind of men in grey suits type of thing. Do you want to do it? Um, yeah, I'll do it. OK, then you, you can do it. So yeah. it was no real um, um, official process that we went through. I mean, I mean it, it kind of reflected that, you know, um, I mean, at the time, it, I mean, the, 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 the Centre for Sports History, DMU, it was... I mean, there was a succession almost of um, people at the centre who, 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 were, who were editors. And, and that, that was partly to do with the, um, the fact that we were in academic positions. So, um, um, so, so we were in a position to take on the, the editorship of, mm. of, of the journal. I mean, initially I was the reviews editor for about five years. Um, I, I, I kind of, succeeded Richard Cox had been doing it from from the start um so I did that for five years and then um I you know I became editor for a couple of years before um um other things um um it meant that I, I didn't really have the, the capacity the time to focus on, on on the journal um so yeah um that that was my um, um, kind of stint um, with, with the journal. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you? I mean, do you think the journal has changed much? Do you think it it needs to change? How has it changed from of your perspective? Um, I don't think it has changed that much, to be honest. I mean, since since I uh, left, I think it. Um, it 
it was a struggle then to um, get articles and 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 um, um, and I, I think that's probably. The, I mean, you'd have to ask the other editors. Um, yeah, um, but I'm, I, they'll probably um, have, have, a, have a similar story to tell. I, I, I mean, um, in many ways, the um, um, special issues have been a great help yeah. um, for, for, for the for the journal. But it, it, it that that kind of struggle. Um, reflects the you know, how the um, the journals in a kind of um, small market, um, and it's competing against other journals like the yeah. IGHS and other countries. And, you know, Nash have their journal, and, and Canada and Australia have theirs. Um, Cash, obviously. And um, so the, the, there's um, there's that competition, um, you know, amongst a relatively small number of, of, of scholars who can, yeah. who, who can who who can contribute. I mean, in, in some ways, it's it, it's um, changed. I think um, um, that so that, that there's been. Um, I mean, it reflects sports history more generally in the sense that that it, it has been that you do see more articles in mainstream journals and in inverted commas, I should say, um, about about the history of sport. Um, on the other hand, um, more there's been a number of what, what you, again what you might call. Um, mainstream um, academics who've written in, in sport and history uh, and it, it, it's attracted them so people like Peter Kane and, and Ross McKibben um, who, who, who were definitely you would say big names um, within, within history have published in the, in the journal so um, yeah it, 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 there have been changes and um, but it, it is a I'm sure it's still a, a kind of continual struggle to keep on, um, you know, putting the journal out. Um, but but it keeps going, which 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 is a good a good thing. Yeah, I, I admire anyone who kind of takes on that role. I suppose. Um, I guess one of the one of the other roles that you've been in, involved in is kind of curating the society's history. How have you gone about that? And kind of, <laughs> is there anything in particular you kind of learnt or? Yeah, kind of stories worth sharing <laughs> that you're able to share. Well, I would, um, certainly can share them uh, because of the public knowledge. Um, <clears throat> well, um, I mean, but my my role was was it was pretty limited. Um, I, um, I I I contributed towards a, a kind of what you might call it an official history of of the BSSH, which was based on. Um, a presentation given by Richard Cox, who who who, who, who started the society, um, and he, he and it was basically just it was um, getting in contact with him. Um, um, so, 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 like I say, my role was 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 pretty limited. Um, <clears throat> there were a few, few things. Um, yeah, I, I mean the. the um, 
um, one of the former secretaries was, um, 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 perhaps I should be careful what I say here, that he, he um, um, ran into trouble, let's say, in Australia um, through, through um, um, trying to sell some memorabilia of a, of a, of a, of a cricketer. Um, and this was all reported in the national press, so uh, I'm, I'm not... Um, I'm not saying anything um, you know, out, out of turn in that sense. Um, well, I mean, in many ways, it, it shows that, in, like I was saying earlier, that, the, that it was a very you know, small body um, of, of enthusiasts at, at, at the start. And, and you can see how it, it's kind of gradually um, developed. I mean, I mean the both being. Um, Conferences and the conferences have been you know, relatively well attended. Um, in some ways, conferences at the start were um, better attended than those in, in, in the middle years when, when, when there were a few struggles. Um, but, um, but, but I suppose another aspect of the, um, the BSSH uh, and what also, um, it also reflects what's happened um, amongst other sports history um, bodies across the, um, across the world, is that there's, there's kind of been a, a kind of intellectual struggle within each um, body. So you've got like, so there's always like the historians on one side and then like physical educationalists and perhaps sociologists on the other. And, and, and they, they kind of, there's a, there's a kind of competition in some ways of, 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 of how the discipline should, should develop. Um, um, and to a certain extent, the BSSH has, has reflected that. Um, to a certain extent, you might say the historians um, um, were, were um, that they kind of won that initial um, battle, if you can call it that. It's, but um, um, you know, th th things are perhaps changing now, and, 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 it, and it's um, going going a different direction. So that that, that might be another aspect of, of how the um, you know the society is changing. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of mentioned that the I think that sense of collegiality is still there, mm. and certainly something that um, you know I've interviewed various people for um, uh, an article for the the special issue for the 40th anniversary and like you mentioned there's there were a lot of physical education folk involved um you know frank galligan being just one example um and some of the conversations have kind of arisen i suppose that it's become slightly more academic in focus and that perhaps we're missing some of those folk a little bit more um so i guess so that's maybe one area that society's changed a little bit over the years um, and there are, I guess, there are potential avenues that can be explored to bring some of those people into the fold, uh, perhaps a little bit more. I mean, I would taught physical education for years and never, <laughs> and taught um, sport history, never knew about the BSSH. Um, so, you know, there are those kind of areas to explore. But I mean, how else do you think the society has changed over the years? I think certainly demographic in terms of the demographics of members, it's uh, there's a noticeable shift. Oh well, well, without a doubt, yeah. um, you know, it's much more diverse. Um, um, got some more female scholars. Um, 
I mean, of course, have come in not only as 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 members, but as you know, officers of the BSSH, people like yourself and um, particularly like Carol Osborne and, and Fiona Skilling uh, have kind of really really led the way in, in that. So more postgraduates, I think that's probably the yeah. almost the biggest change. Uh, there's a number of postgraduates involved in 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 the BSSH, which. Um, I mean, and that's a real positive in the sense that it reflects how the the discipline has has expanded and and how the interest in it has grown over the over the years. Um, and people, obviously, as more people come in, they bring more 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 of their own ideas, and and so that helps the you know the discipline to keep refreshing itself. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, in many ways, like I said, postgraduates um, and, and PhD students, um, that, that's been a, a bigger change as anything. Yeah, and I think I really noticed it in St Mary's. I don't know if that's because of my role as the postgrad rep on the on the board, but I really noticed it in, at St Mary's that it felt like there was an awful lot of PhD students and, and younger folk there um, who... I don't know, it just it had a different energy about it, I suppose, uh, that there were these kind of new people coming through, like you say, with new ideas. And it was a really, it was a really lovely thing to set to see. But what I kind of going back to the idea of collegiality and what I always liked about and still like about BSSH is when you go as a postgrad or early career researcher, um, there's no kind of hierarchy. Everyone is everyone's research is treated exactly the same and is valued and people you know enjoy your contributions as much um you know there's no there's no kind of reverence to p- people at particular stages you know everyone is just accepted as as you know for their for their contributions there isn't that um idea that where you know you're less important because you're at an earlier stage which has always been uh really lovely yeah i, th- I think it, it kind of stems um like you say from from, from the time when it you know it, it's it started and when, and when it and when it developed, uh, um, you know, th- th- those are those are kind of siege mentality might be a bit strong, but you, you can get that sense that um, academics who are working in this area didn't feel that their work has been you know, really looked upon as serious work um, in the within the academy, and to a certain extent, <laughs> it still it still isn't. Um, so um, yeah, um, but. You know, with, with, with a growing postgraduate kind of um, community, then then that that kind of pushes back on 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 that. Yeah, um, I guess looking forward to the next next forty years, do you think there are any particular kind of problems or issues that the society will kind of need to grapple with, kind of going into the what will hopefully be the next forty years? Yeah, it's a long time forty years, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I won't tell you how old I'll be in forty years' time. Um, I don't want to think about how old I'll be no. in forty years either. <laughs> um, well, I suppose one of the problems is 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 with universities themselves, um, and um, and what the impact of how the the how the humanities more generally 
in history as well, a, a kind of under threat within the academy. Um, so, and, and because of the bias increasingly towards STEM subjects at the expense of uh, humanities. Um, I mean, we, we don't really know how, if, how that's gonna play out. Um, I mean, history itself seems to be um, as popular in your courses as, as well, um, 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 very popular. Um, but it may it may see uh, few people um, in university posts, perhaps. Um, um, so that 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 uh, may have a detrimental impact on on the kind of um, academic status of, of of the basis age, um, and you might get people who, who, who um, well. Who, who, who are not within academia. I mean, maybe that's a kind of snobby way of, of looking at it, but um, that, 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 that might be um, an issue. Um, um, and to a certain extent, um, that um, outside the academia, things are, are, are more positive. And when you think that there's been a boom in research in, in, in sports history, in, in, in recent years, um, you know, digitization has helped um, and, and more and more archives have been opened up because of the emphasis on heritage. Um, so the potential for, for studying the history of sport is, is perhaps greater than ever mm. and, and um, within more and more people's reach. Um, so in that sense, the BSSH, um, would would could could um, um, flourish um, in that sense, um, and but the, the 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 kind of nature of the membership may change um, at the same time. So that that I mean that that's perhaps one um, development um, we, we we can um, we, we may see. I mean one of the things that is really um, um, I suppose impacted on the development of the BSSH and sports system more generally, it doesn't really have a, a major um, funder. So for example, if you yeah. look at um, the history of medicine, I mean, that over the years has, has benefited greatly from um, and being, being backed by the, um, the Wellcome Trust. And so um, and, and, and in many ways, the, um, the discipline of, of medical history wasn't much wasn't much different to sports history um, at, at the start. It was it was just a few doctors who who were you know, um, studying the, the the lives of great men, so, um, and so it took um, the um, the Wellcome Trust the funding they get from that to to turn history of medicine into this in this into this um, greatly expanded discipline. And now you get with um, their journal, the Social History of Medicine, I mean, their journals, about, every one of them now is about 300 pages thick. Um, um, so, uh, um, and, and, and the history of sports never had that. Um, um, so, um, in, in, in terms of sports history as a, a, a 
academic um, subject, um, it, it's always ha hard to face, you know, competition in, in from other subjects, and it doesn't really get that much funding from, um, you know, the main bodies like the HRC. I mean, he does he doesn't do too badly, perhaps on reflection, but that competition is very fierce across all uh, humanities disciplines, and that's going to get um, fiercer as um, as research um, funding becomes increasingly squeezed and these, these funding bodies um, are um, directed towards certain other subjects um, which may which may be seen as, as, as uh, more um, appropriate um, for that funding than, than the history of sport so that that's another um, aspect but, but then again it, it, um, it, it, um, it, it's been like that ever since um, it started. So, um, so, so the interest in in, in, in the history of sport, I suppose, won't change. It's just it's just how that um, how it will be, um, you know, applied in many ways. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think you're right about the fact that more archives and digitization will make a big difference. So you might attract a different kind of membership. In fact, it's something that Dill Porter and I are, are starting to kind of look at is that are we, I guess, are we doing enough to support independent researchers within BSSH, you know, the risk of becoming a bit too on the academic side. Um, but that might become increasingly important if we are going to attract more and more independent researchers because of the, you know, the nature of academia and less people in academic posts. So, yeah, I think that's a, uh, it's a really interesting kind of topic that that might kind of uh, become more important like you say in the future um so i guess after dealing with the the kind of heavy subjects um i'll kind of roll these questions into one you know what what is being a member of bssh meant to you and do you have any particular kind of favorite memories or even amusing stories because we're always happy for amusing stories um yeah <laughs> There's um, well, I mean, being a member, like like we said at the beginning, it's this idea of you know, collegiality. Mm. I mean, in some ways, being a member of the the BSSH membership had a bit of a chip on its shoulder, and and in some ways, that's a good thing, um, um, and because it, it it's helped to um, maintain that collegiality um, and maintain those friendships and those those networks and and, and connections, you know, with with like-minded people who've got similar interests so it, it is a it is a bit of a family you could say mm. um a bit of a cliche but um it it, it has some um it, it has some truth in it um um my i mean that, that, that's the main thing i think that um i mean and it's, it's kind of helped me i mean um professionally as well as well as personally um so um People have been very generous towards me um, th throughout throughout my time, um, and you know, hopefully I can kind of um, return that to, to to people coming through. Um, so that that I think that's that's one of the um, um, main aspects of being in the BSSA. I mean, like again, other other. Um, um, Academic organisations. I mean, I mean, 
or with or have had experience of that they're um, oh, oh, they're not they're not um, um, you know terrible organisations by any means, but they're, they're kind of bigger and, yeah. and and to a certain extent they've got they've got um, um, a great sense of their own own importance um, and um, it's perhaps more kind of competition within the membership, which you do, you kind of don't get within um, um, the BSSH, because it's a bit more collegial. And, um, so um, yeah, th th I think that, that's probably the, 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 main, the main things about it. Um, as for my favorite memories, um, well, um, where, where should I begin? Um, well, I mean, I mean there's um, the main, the main, I suppose the main memories go back to the, the conferences, and there's been a few funny more funny moments. Um, um, one of them was when um, in 2007 at Sterling, when um, um, Martin Johns he 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 was a chair and uh, and he was talking about the he was chatting to someone else in the group about about the Aberdeer Prize and 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 my book was in in, in the was on the shortlist and um, um, <laughs> and then he, he he said oh yeah um, without knowing it he just and before the announcement was made he said oh yeah. Um, regarding the Aberdeen, the, 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 the winner won't be here to accept the prize, you know. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, the, 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 so uh, and Matt Taylor burst out laughing about, about it. Um, so that was a kind of vaguely funny moment um, in, in one way. Um, we had a good time at Swansea. You may remember Swansea we, at the midnight, the midnight beach party we had. Um, yeah, funny, uh, funny enough, Fiona and Carol. When I asked them this question, it was one of the, it's, I think pretty much the the main thing that they mentioned as well. Yeah, and then we all trotted out off into Swansea uh, city centre after. So yeah, that 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 was um, that was kind of memorable, but more in in, in that sense. Um, um, no, I mean, we just, just, I can't remember anything particularly. I've been trying to, um, um, trying to think of a few things. Um, it's always amusing stories. Um, um, but it's just a general sense of, you know, friendship yeah. comes, comes out of being in the BSSH. Yeah, I agree. My, a lot of my most fond memories uh, you know the, the kind of sp time you spend chatting in the pub afterwards you know or at a conference dinner um, and things like that it's the getting to know people uh, yeah. that have kind of um, I guess made it such a such a great thing to kind of be involved with uh, yeah. those are the things that I guess that I take away uh, the most uh, certainly from conferences and I think it's, it's a good time to mention that actually if people do have a, amusing memories and are coming to the conference at De Montfort in August there's going to be some space set aside I think we're going to create like a timeline a bit like they did at, at, at Nash one year uh, where people can be able to kind of record their memories um, 
uh, kind of a bit of a timeline sort of thing. Um, so to anyone listening, if you're coming along, do think about your favourite memories and things that you might want to want to share. And I'm sure the Swansea Beach Party will get a mention on the on the said timeline. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I mean, thank you so much for joining us today, Neil. It's been a really great conversation. It's been really interesting to, you know, discuss kind of similar topics, but uh, or similar have similar questions, but really different conversations to those with, um, you know, Karen and Fiona. It's, um, you know, looked at, at different aspects that, you know, I hadn't even thought about particularly. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. Um, and to everyone else, just tune in again soon for more from our discussions with members celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Society. Um, and until then, take care. <laughs>